Morning prayer on the 11th of February. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for you will judge the peoples righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, our own God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your countenance, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and for ever. Amen. Psalm 37 The refrain is, The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Our salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Fret not because of evildoers. Be not jealous of those who do wrong. For they shall soon wither like grass, and like the green herb fade away. Trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and be nourished with truth. Let your delight be in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit your way to the Lord, and put your trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. He will make your righteousness as clear as the light and your just dealing as the noonday. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Be still before the Lord and wait for him. Do not fret over those that prosper as they follow their evil schemes. Refrain from anger and abandon wrath. Do not fret, lest you be moved to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord shall possess the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. You will search for their place and find them gone. But the lowly shall possess the land, and shall delight in abundance of peace. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. The wicked plot against the righteous, and gnash at them with their teeth. The Lord shall laugh at the wicked, for he sees that their day is coming. The wicked draw their sword and bend their bow to strike down the poor and needy, to slaughter those who walk in truth. Their sword shall go through their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. The little that the righteous have is better than great riches of the wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. The Lord knows the days of the godly and their inheritance shall stand for ever. They shall not be put to shame in the perilous time, and in days of famine they shall have enough. But the wicked shall perish like the glory of the meadows, the enemies of the Lord shall vanish, they shall vanish like smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous are generous in giving. For those who are blessed by God shall possess the land, but those who are cursed by him shall be rooted out. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. 
when your steps are guided by the Lord and you delight in his way. Though you stumble, you shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds you fast by the hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet never have I seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging their bread. All the day long they are generous in lending and their children also shall be blessed. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Depart from evil and do good, and you shall abide for ever. For the Lord loves the thing that is right, and will not forsake his faithful ones. The unjust shall be destroyed for ever, and the offspring of the wicked shall be rooted out. The righteous shall possess the land and dwell in it for ever. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and their tongue speaks the thing that is right. The law of their God is in their heart, and their footsteps shall not slide. The wicked spy on the righteous and seek occasion to slay them. The Lord will not leave them in their hand, nor let them be condemned when they are judged. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Wait upon the Lord and keep his way. He will raise you up to possess the land, and when the wicked are uprooted, you shall see it. I myself have seen the wicked in great power and flourishing like a tree in full leaf. I went by, and lo, they were gone. I sought them, but they could nowhere be found. Keep innocence and heed the thing that is right, for that will bring you peace at the last. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. But the sinners shall perish together, and the posterity of the wicked shall be rooted out. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord shall stand by them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and shall save them because they have put their trust in him. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Blessed and holy God, ever merciful and forgiving, may we turn from what is evil and do what is good in your sight. For you have saved us by the cross of your your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. A poem in response to Psalm 37 by Malcolm Guite. I'll fret no more for passing wickedness, no more than for the new-mown grass that fades to leave room for the growth and tenderness of fresh green leaves. The cool inviting glades of my new life in you, my heart's desire. The true sun rises now, and soon the shades, the last black shades of night, will back retire and mix no more with good. Then I will sing the song of my redemption in that choir where I, whom you have made, at last can bring my song to its beginning and its end. Till then, I'll be content with each small thing your love provides and let the rich contend with one another for their fading wealth. For I have found my God and my true friend. reading from St John's Gospel, chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Early, on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, 
and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went towards the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. A reflection on the reading from St John's Gospel by Mark Oakley. Early, on the first day of the week. It is easy to forget that John and those faithful and imaginative people who first wrote down the resurrection stories, as well as those who first shared them, passed them on and put them down on parchment, were all making themselves, in the world's terms, less powerful, not more. They were walking out into an unmapped territory, away from the safe places of political and religious influences, away from traditional religion, at odds with Roman society and the law. They were putting their lives and those of the people they loved in danger, at risk of losing everything, even life itself. These stories for them were not made-up tales, not something to have on in the background for an hour on Anglican FM on a nice spring morning. These stories were a matter of life and death, and they took the risk, the risk of being the story keepers. They do not hide the fact that the disciples were imperfect. Peter rushes in, sees, but doesn't seem to understand. The more tentative disciple with him eventually goes in, and he, we are told, believed. It is not always our enthusiasm that creates our fidelity and wisdom but our rootedness in the love we share with God and our openness to have our first impressions changed by him. It says they went back to their homes. The truth they had been exposed to had to be domesticated and furnished to them before it could be talked about, reflected on and shared. We respond. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. I have called you by name. You are mine. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Benedictus begins and ends with the refrain, You promised, O God, to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us. You promised, O God, to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. 
through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. Then the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. You promised, O God, to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us. We come into God's presence in prayer, with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for those who took the risk and handed on the story of the resurrection to us through all the generations. For all the people who have taken risks to hand this story on. For all those in whom this story has lived as they have opened their hearts to the risen Jesus. We thank God for those who have found in the face of enmity, scorn, persecution, their trust in God, a real sense of his blessing despite it all, a confidence in his justice and his care. Thank God for all who are showing such faith today, not only in persecution, but in all the other pressures of life. We pray for those who are at the end of their tether, for whom the energy to keep on in the right road seems to be evaporating. We pray for those working in hospitals, for caring for sick people at home. We pray for relatives caring for the sick at home. We pray for the relatives who care for the elderly, especially those with dementia. We pray for all your people. We pray for those who are lonely, who are trying to keep up, keep faith without fellowship. We pray for those who are in prison, 
of those who are prisoners under the law, especially those who are living with so much isolation and inactivity, locked down in prisons. For those who might otherwise have been growing and thriving as their faith was nurtured through the chaplaincies. For those who have professed faith but now find it really difficult to hold on to it. We pray for those who are imprisoned illegally. Those who are held hostage, those who are detained by illegal governments, by governments that do not live by the rule of law. Remember all those who have led protests and are now taken away to suffer we know not what. pray that you will maintain your people's faith even in the most difficult of circumstances. We pray for all who are at the end of their tether because of being locked down and having to supervise their children and help their education if they can. We pray for all families where the tensions are at or beyond breaking point. Pray for all children who are witnessing domestic abuse or suffering abuse themselves. We pray for all those who may not have reached that acute stage but who are on edge where the atmosphere in the home is fraught. Pray for parents wrestling with the care of children, homeworking, the ordinary care and chores of the home, financial worries. In Britain we pray for all those who just about survive on benefits, who are afraid of a coming cut in their benefits in April, the end of the uplift to universal credit, those who don't know how they will feed themselves or their children, and those who are already finding it hard. We pray for all families where food is an issue in this country, in every country, and in the countries where famine and access to food is a long-standing and deep problem. We pray for all parents who deny themselves so their children may eat. Remember the effects that must have on their health, both physical and mental. 
and on their ability to care for their children properly. We pray for this world with so many problems actual or on the horizon because of this pandemic. We say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Direct peoples and governments to wide and wise decisions that look forward, that embrace everyone. That consider and take into account long-term effects. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all the agencies of the United Nations that deal with people in so many kinds of desperation. We pray for the World Food Programme, places where it's having to supply food, not least in Yemen, there's such a shortfall. We pray for UNHCR seeking to support refugees. We pray for refugees that are out of reach of such support. We pray for UNICEF and its work among children. We pray for all the diplomatic work of the United Nations. We also pray for the World Health Organization and for cooperation between nations in facing the pandemic and distributing vaccines. We offer all these prayers to you in the name of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we offer ourselves to God today. Lord Jesus Christ, alive and at large in the world, help us to follow and find you there today, in the places where we work, meet people, spend money and make plans. Take us as disciples of your kingdom to see through your eyes and hear the questions you are asking, to welcome all with your trust and your truth, and to change the things that contradict God's love by the power of your cross and the freedom of your spirit. Amen. Almighty God, you have created the heavens and the earth and made us in your own image. Teach us to discern your hand in all your works and your likeness in all your children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord with you and the Holy Spirit reign supreme over all things, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.